this show is entirely listener supported. That's you. You're a listener. If you want to support the show and find out how to get bonus content and early episodes and monthly video hangouts with me and Jeff, you can head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. That's how I feel. Mm, fair enough. But I do like hearing Margot Martindale and everything. Mm, fair enough. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Canada. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, Concerned Citizens. And uh, a special welcome to our guest today in the Anxiety Chamber, uh, a media critic and feminist activist and uh, from Feminist Frequency, Anita Sarkeesian is Yay! here. Hello. You guys just started a new show, The Freak Show, your new weekly thing. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. And we are excited to have you here to talk about something kind of kind of in all of our wheelhouses. We're yeah. going to talk about virtual reality. Oh, I love the VR. I love a ver. Mm, it's so good. You're you're like mixed on a ver. I'm I'm mixed it's reality? growing on me. It's growing yeah. on me. More AR. Oh, so what, what is it that is uh what is it that is growing on you? You well, finally found some fun experiences that you're yeah. into? When yeah. I actually played some games that I like, so I played um Fantastic Contraption. So and, good. Yeah, so good. And Super Hypercube. Mm. The best. The best. And those two, I was like, oh, these are made for VR and are VR experiences that are awesome. And I was just kind of worried that VR was going to go down like the traditional gaming hole of just like shooters. And I'm kind of like, I don't really want to have super realistic, like shooting people in the head experiences. Right. I want to have something a little, I know. And that's the part that, that I just want to have mildly realistic shooting (laughs) people in the head experiences. Uh, That moment though, with the first moment in super hypercube where you like lean your head around the side to see where the thing is coming is like, Oh, Oh, I get it. Uh-huh. I understand what's it's so special. Real good. Yeah, but also like you know, you're sitting in a room with a fucking box on your head. Yeah, right? like I, that, I, I'm. I really. I'm. I'm. Hook excited. a feedback to my face, and we've got my dream life. <laughs> I understand. I'm, I'm excited for the like hardware to to develop in terms of being lighter and easier sure, and yeah. more compact. Sure. I'm excited to float thing. in a tank with a cable in the base of my skull. There you yeah, go. Clearly. That's where I am. I don't know about you guys. No, uh, one, one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show, though, is uh, non-gaming uses of virtual reality. A lot of like medical uses, psychological uses. This was a story sent in to us by uh, by old Flint Mech on the, on the tweet machines. Oh. Sent in by Ben, who's an old friend of the show. Uh, and this is about a study that was done at the University of Barcelona, where they, uh, where they found- Is it about that- Hamon? It's about, yes. Oh, it's, a, it's a Hamon in VR? <laughs> VR Hamon? It's, a, it's an experiment from outer Spain. Oh, from all the way in outer Spain. Oh. Um, <laughs> when you go to outer Spain, yeah. you never forget it. We, you know, and there's not, a, people will tell you that there's not a lot of use in going to outer Spain and it's mostly for show. It's a show of power. Right. But there's something to be said about, about imagination and innovation and what it does to the human spirit every it's, time we travel It's to about inspiration. Spain. If we can't get to outer Spain... We can't do anything. I mean, there's so many advances just achieving outer Spain have brought to all of our lives. We wouldn't have uh, memory (laughs) foam mattresses if we hadn't gone to outer Spain. That's right. Uh, So this is a study, though, that says that putting people in VR can actually change and lower their fear of death. Oh, Hmm. all right. Because there's all kinds of realities then, I guess. I guess that's what we think. There are all kinds of realities. <laughs> There's, you can have a shoot man reality. <laughs> yeah. You can have super hypercube reality. It's uh, why, why, do, why am I afraid of death when there's a super hypercube reality waiting for me, I guess. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> it. That's the science behind it. No, uh, basically what they were doing is um, they were trying to 
number one, make people feel physically connected to their virtual bodies. So like they would, they took all these people, about a, a group of about like hundred people, put them into a VR simulation where you can look down and see your legs and like yeah. move around. And what they would do is every time something would like touch your leg or touch your arm in VR, somebody would make sure to do a corresponding touch on your person to make you feel connected. And then towards the end of the VR experience, you're just walking around in this normal room. You're, you just start floating out of your body. Ooh. And then all of a sudden you're looking at your body. And what they did is they gave these people an out of body experience in VR. And after doing it, their fear of death was and they attempted to kill them. And then they would try to kill them. <laughs> and then some people just weren't afraid anymore. Some people, they were totally fine with it. Uh, <laughs> the people who, went through this experience had noticeably lower fear of death on a survey that they were given afterwards. Hmm. What do you think about this, Anita? There's an interesting thing. Like, I feel like there's therapeutic use for this and I'm, I'm interested sure. in like, I'm actually interested in people who are therapists <laughs> chiming in on how, you know, is it immersion therapy, right? Is it this idea of like you putting yourself into these fear zones um, and that you come out, you know, like there's mixed reviews about whether that's useful or not for dealing with trauma. So if you can inhabit this world in this space, does it feel less frightening? Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things I think is hard for people to grapple with who have never done VR or ever had a VR experience is how much you are in it. Like yeah. when you are walking like between the Twin Towers or you're climbing Mount Everest or whatever you're doing, or you're Batman jumping off of a cliff or like a building, like you're doing that. And it's hard to explain that to folks who don't, who've never had that feeling. Yeah, but I also kind of feel like this, I, I totally agree, but I also feel like, this is kind of a new tech version of something that's very old. Isn't this exactly what the Buddhists have been saying for eons? You know, yeah. that if you feel less connected to your physical body, if you feel like there's a way to, if you realize you are not this physical form, then you can relinquish your fears and be more comfortable with whatever happens. It's sort of Zen, but done with tech. Right. right? It's, it's yeah, it, it's an extension of that thing where like people who think about their eventual death for five minutes every day tend to be happier and less worried about death, right? Like yeah, being, but it feels like having they, to face this thing. It seems like what they're doing is saying, hey, in a virtual space, you can have the sensation of not being connected to the physical thing. So doesn't that make, make you feel more at peace because you are not this physical thing? And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm scared of what's going to happen to this physical thing. But if I realize I'm not connected to it. Counterpoint. Aren't we just the fucking physical thing, though? Well, pff, I, I mean, mean, that's a big, I mean, that's a much larger discussion. I don't think we can discussion. settle that discussion here in 15 minutes. But, but I think, I think everybody in this room kind of tends to agree that we are the physical thing. What do you think? Yes. You're yeah. the physical I think, thing? Yes. But also, you know, the other part of this is, you know, you've seen, there's, there's some VR stuff that's coming out around meditation and helping people be more mindful and that sort of thing. That's really hard for us in contemporary times to do. And so it feels a little bit like I, I didn't really draw that connection until you started talking about bringing it into like Buddhist practices or mindfulness practices of like, maybe this is just a way to get us the fuck out of our brains yeah, and yeah. like really forcing us to feel what that feels like when we we're having such a hard time doing it on a day-to-day -day basis. I just, I don't think this makes me fear death any less. I haven't <laughs> tried it. I haven't tried it, right. but here's where I'm coming from. Nah, yeah. nah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either. Yeah, I think if your belief is that, and this is what I want to know about these people who took this, uh, who took this survey, what were their spiritual beliefs before? Where did hmm. they sit before? Did anybody who sat down in this thing with a very atheistic death is the end, I am my physical body, did they sit down and come out of it slightly agnostic? 
Yeah. I don't think that needle moves. I think the needle that moves are people who are like, I already believe that there is a spirit or a soul inside my body, yeah. but I'm a little afraid of death. And now I'm a little less afraid of death. That's always the tricky part with studies like this, where they say, you know, the, the article will say, and then we gave them a test determining how afraid of death they were. And they scored different. It's like, whoa, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> slow your roll. What's that test all about? You know, exactly. Yeah. What were those questions? Exactly. It's just like a three question test. It's like, was you scared of a death? <laughs> yeah. Did you like experience? <laughs> Still scared of a death, and it's just like from uh, strongly agree to strongly yeah. disagree. It's like a, it's like applying for a job at a Target. It's like I would say that I'm an ethical person. Yeah, sure, strongly agree. Yeah, yeah. great. What does that mean, though? There's a man with a hockey mask and a knife right behind you right now. How do you feel? <laughs> okay, I feel fine. I guess I'm better now. But I think before I would have said I don't feel entirely fine. <laughs> I, do, I do like what you're talking about, though, Anita, where it's the, uh, the idea of like putting people into almost like a trauma therapy sort of thing or even like physical therapy. Like there's been a lot of study into that. I do believe that like kind of putting people in these experiences can sort of change the way they look at things. One of the one of the things that we've seen the most differences in are the uh, the people who were put into the body of another gender or another yeah. race empathy, in VR, right? Yeah, empathy. Yeah. And they were like they were just more empathetic. They were given yeah. like a an ethical test and then they were brought back like 6 months later given a different ethical test and scored just as highly. So it's like being forced to live in that other person's skin or body really did change the way they feel about that person. Yeah, it's another example of, of like an old idea, which is like walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Now you actually can because the tech lets you. And that's the most cool. exciting experience there is in VR right now. Walk, walk a, a mile, mile <laughs> in some shoes. You can get it on Vive. You cannot get it on the Oculus. It's well, you a Vive exclusive. See, you should see all the DLC shoes that you can get. Ooh. Oh, they're so blinged out. It's some crazy shoes. And it's not pay to win either. Like you can no, like. They're all cosmetic shoes. If you walk like, if you walk enough miles, you'll eventually unlock all the shoes. <laughs> yeah. But who wants to do that? I want to walk one mile, yeah. but in the best shoes. But you're ruining the game experience for yourself. No, Jeff. no, no. I, I'm just going to pay. <laughs> the extra few dollars get the sweet shoes now and then walk my mile and move on to the next game that's how that's what i want to do i think if you <laughs> i think if you put on this if you put on this helmet and you go through this experience and your original belief is like no death is the end of my consciousness and the end of the end of my existence forever yeah i don't think this changes your opinion Right. All of the things that you're saying about like, what are your beliefs coming into this thing and is going to absolutely inform and your life experiences. And if you feared death before, I think that like we have built in systems that make us like not actively think we're ever going to die. Right. Yes, like sure, yeah. and, denial. That's yeah, called denial. It's called denial. Right. And so I think that there's something around like I'm curious. I'd be curious to like look more into this study because just because you had this experience in VR where you're floating outside your body, you might like, does that really it's like. I, uh, I, I don't think that it's going to like do a lot in that regard in terms of being like, now I can die and be okay. Well, Maybe the other thing is like, here's the test. The test was very death focused, right? <laughs> because it was an out of body experience and they wanted to know how you felt about death afterwards. But like they could have given a test about having psychic powers or astral projection or anything. And that needle probably would have moved too. And maybe yeah. would have moved even more. Right. I guess I'm less skeptical than you guys are about this because it feels it feels very natural that the idea of if you have an experience and yeah, it's relatively primitive right now, right? It's still talking about polygons, but if you have an experience that feels authentic, you know, you have a physical sensation, someone's actually touching you and you feel like you should be touched. If you're convinced of this 
virtual reality and then you feel a disconnection to your body, that just feels, it feels like a natural extension to go, oh, well, maybe I'll change how I feel a little bit about my connection to my physical form. I think that makes sense to me. Sure, but that's different than I don't fear death anymore. That's, I had an experience and I don't have the language to understand what this experience is. And so it's framed in terms of mortality. But I think that it like, I think the interesting thing here is how if we're getting into the relationships with our body and like mind, spirit, blah, 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 whatever. I just turned into a hippie. Apparently. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> how like, are your chakras? In I've been meaning to ask. <laughs> They're really good. Thank oh, you good. for asking. Of course. Uh, I think that it might be the wrong question. Yes. Right. I think that. It, are you it, afraid of death is the wrong question? I think so. Like, I don't, I think <laughs> almost, that this could do something in more any, interesting. In any conversation, it's almost always the wrong sit down question. To a, sit down to a first date. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> are you afraid of death? Yeah. Job yeah. interview. Really any, yeah. any social interaction. Are you afraid of death? The wrong question. <laughs> Kid sits down for his first day of school. Teacher just looks at him. So, Billy, are you afraid of death? Um, because death comes for us all. Oh. <laughs> I didn't really think about that before I came in. I brought everybody a cupcake for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah, my birthday. You could choke on that cupcake and die, Billy. Aww. You never know. But Mrs. Brown, I, I, I try, try to chew all my food real good. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. Every dead person ever has tried to chew their food, Oh, Billy. God. Does everybody die from choking? Yes. Oh, my God. Most of the time on an infinite timeline, everybody dies from choking on cupcakes. I don't want to eat these cupcakes anymore, <laughs> Mrs. Brown. I, I think there's like no... Yeah, I think the, the problem is limited testing uh, with a limited questionnaire afterwards. Yeah. I think I think this thing has been funneled into a specific result that they wanted. They so wanted to test death and they tested death by like, I don't know, man, you probably could have put me in like a VR robot. And yeah. like, like, are you afraid of death? No, I got this robot. No, robot. <laughs> Do you think you could pilot a robot? Yes. <laughs> well, clearly I just, I just proved that, you know, you play VR basketball. It's like, are you a great basketball player? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's an interesting idea of like, can that experience give you a different relationship to your physical form? So maybe the right question is more something along the lines of. You know, do you feel less in your body, more in your body? Is is your body, do you feel less connected, more connected? Because I can envision a future with VR where, you know, it's much more, much closer to one-to-one relationship with, you know, verisimilitude. It feels like you're in a actual real location. It's indistinguishable from real life. And people could live whole portions of their life as someone else or in a different like place. strange days. Like strange days. <laughs> like strange. I think if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna name one movie that everybody <laughs> I identifies with, yeah. that's about living in a virtual simulation of the real world. I think the first thing everybody goes to is the Ray Fiennes, Angela Bassett movie, Strange Days. It of is. course. I can't think of a larger Hollywood movie about living in a virtual world. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no trilogy of movies. Don't forget Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Yeah. Never forget Juliet Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's that's a legitimate question of like, what does what is the relationship VR is going to have with us and our grasp on reality? Because when not, we not get there, be, we may feel very disassociated yeah. with our feels. So I just form. did a I did this VR thing where it was like, um, you know, we were talking about non game versions of VR, which I think are, are, will actually eventually be bigger than game yeah. stuff in VR for sure. But one of it was like virtual meetings and you're in right. this space and it was like, you know, it was very polygons. It was just like a head and floating hands. Oh, hell yeah. And virtual meetings. Just like my real meetings. <laughs> I always, I only take meetings with polygons. Hell yeah. <laughs> virtual meeting. But 
Uh, Fire up my rig. Oh my God. (laughs) So uh, it was, I was like, oh my God, this is so weird and just kind of dumb. And then I was in it for like 30 minutes and I was like, oh, I get it. Like, this is awesome. And like the tech isn't there yet, but I, this, I feel more connected to my coworkers, for example, than I would just typing on Slack or whatever. Well, have you tried, have you tried Star Trek bridge crew yet? No, because but I should. Oh, no, you will love it. It <laughs> is a, so it's a good. Mix of both of your loves, virtual meetings and organization. <laughs> it really is virtual <laughs> meetings. The game. Yeah. And, and, and there's a when you log on with uh, your, your friends or strangers or whatever. There's like a little pre before the game launches. Everybody's sitting around a table. We spent straight up forty five minutes not launching the game, just sitting there because it. It maps your lips. It lip syncs with you and oh, your hands cool. are mapped. And we're just making each other laugh. Can and you just like pick up cups of Earl Grey tea and little pan flutes and stuff? <laughs> it's blue milk or whatever. No, it's not blue milk. That's Ew, Star Wars. That's Star Wars, but dude. They have, they have like a, they have um, <laughs> Klingon tea or, or uh, uh, wine. Klingon wine is oh, what okay, it is. Okay, cool. Anyway, but it's just like that already is being in a, you feel like you're in a physical location with people who are not in your same physical location, even though, as you said, very primitive and we look like Vulcans. Well, this has been the promise of of technology for a really long time. Ever since like MUDs and online chat right. rooms and Second Life and like 3D chat. Do you remember like for a split second in the late 90s, it was 3D chat rooms? Yeah. And when you're like walking around these flat 3D chat rooms yeah. that are like hosted on GeoCities or something. I think, yeah, I think that's the thing is like there is a feeling when you get in VR, if it's done right, of togetherness of being in a shared space of being in a world so i could see where having you float out of your body makes you feel a little bit like oh maybe i am like able to do this maybe i'm a god maybe i'm a god what if i'm a god that's the question they should have asked <laughs> are you a god? well but someone if, if someone asks if you're a god you say yes that's true <laughs> i i I feel like this questionnaire was too limited i feel like this study was too limited but once again we don't know how brains work in outer spain well, it's true. This all it all has to be filtered to, through the process of being in outer Spain. You should, you guys should see Anita <laughs> like literally us. crossing her she arms hates us so much and like shaking her head <laughs> at outer Spain. It's the worst. <laughs> I don't know why I agreed to this. Well, outer Spain. I mean, outer Spain is the worst. It's it, trying it, to kill. It's you. trying to kill. It's you. trying to kill you. Humans it's cannot survive. It's so hard survive. to live in outer Spain. Hopefully, one tried. day we'll colonize. You know what I mean? And wow, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. One day, well, it'll just be tapas for everybody. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about this? Do you do you feel like there is a way that this could have changed people's thoughts and feelings about death long term? Do you think maybe the the study and the questionnaires were a little limited or or weren't focused on what VR is really doing? We would love to know. You can let us know on Twitter. I'm at a Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. I'm at Femfreak. And uh, hey guys, did you like this episode? I did. I had a great time. Yeah, I'm almost never talking to you when I ask that. I know, but I thought I'd answer. (laughs) Uh, Because we have a bonus episode with Anita for patrons. If you'd like to hear that, you can head to patreon.com slash we have concerns to find out more and grab the episode. And Anita, what is- It's a double length. It's a double- Extra special. Good Lord. Yeah. It's a double sized annual. Come on. Uh, Anita, if people want to keep up with all the things that you guys are doing over at Feminist Frequency, where do they go? Yeah, check us out at feministfrequency.com. And we are at femfreak, F-E-M-F-R-E-Q on all the things. VR, any of them. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's mostly a VR chat. VR, yeah. (laughs) 